We are, we are blessed here and we know it with so many areas of ministry. And one of those areas that we appreciate so, so much is the orchestra. And we just praise the Lord for them and the choir and all that he's blessed us with. I invite you to turn with me and this scripture, uh, I forgot to write into the notes, uh, a very busy week. I don't want the projectionist to think, well, I overlooked something. Matthew chapter 28, Matthew's record of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in your notes there, you see also the reference to Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. Matthew 28, I will read that incredible story for, for the resurrection of Jesus and reference Romans chapter 6 as we go through the message today. Let's pray again. Lord Jesus, how I pray, I pray so much that in these, at these moments, that the word will come forth clear. It will come forth in the Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, that your word, which is you, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God and there was nothing made that was not made by the word. And then it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So Lord Jesus, wherever we open this word and proclaim it, there you are. And once again, may we welcome you into our life. Forgive us of our sins in the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. To read the gospel account in Matthew chapter 28. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, we had a discussion in prayer meeting the other week. There are several Marys in the scriptures. And when you read the Luke account, I believe it is, this Mary, the other Mary, is identified as the mother of James. So Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Sometimes we need to go back to this passage of Scripture and just unpack every, every word, and especially words like, you know, gee, it's the angel says, he's risen, as he told you he was going to. And then several times it says, you know, go, go there to Galilee, and you will, what, you will see him. You, you will see him. You're going to see that this has come to pass. As I was reading, as I was reading this, and I know that with this gathering here, you probably, most of you are in one accord with my heart, and I pray 
for the radio listening audience, if there's anyone that struggles with this, that there would become that assurance. But because of our acceptance of Christ by faith, because of our journey with Him, when I read this of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, it never crosses my mind that it didn't happen. Amen? It never crosses my mind, and I don't have to go around my elbow to have to try and prove what this is, because I know in my heart that Jesus was raised from the dead. There's a phrase in your notes there, and that is, it's from a story that I heard several years ago, and it just stays with me, and you see the title of the message is Experiencing Easter. But the father shared with his young son the story of Easter, just as I have read here. And when he finished, his young son asked him, will Easter ever happen to me? Will Easter ever happen to me? Well, I wanna share with you this morning that yes, Easter can happen to every one of us. This experience of Jesus Christ is for us and can happen to us. Here are the points. Number one, and that is Easter happened, past tense, Easter happened for, on behalf of the whole world, past, present, and future, when Jesus walked out of the tomb. 2,000 years ago, when Jesus walked out of that tomb, Easter, the potential and the possibilities of that absolutely became ours and we can experience what Jesus Christ experienced there. That verse says, he is not here for he is risen. And I raise the question then that in that, and later in the message I will share from Corinthians where that in Adam we all died, but in Christ we shall all live. And so when Jesus walked out of that tomb, the potential of the forgiveness of our sins and eternal life and the assurance of our salvation happened at that moment. And I think of the words of the beautiful hymn, were you there? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Yes, in his heart. Were you there when they nailed him to the cross? Yes, we were in his heart. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Yes, we were when they laid him in the tomb. And were you there when he arose from the dead? And yes, we were there in his heart. I hesitate to tell this story. This is one that has the groan effect to it, but it's in my notes and I can't pass it over. You will remember it and that is one day, Charlotte and I and two little girls, we were in the car and there's where conversations come up. And the older daughter said, where was I before I was born? Well, thank the Lord, before we could answer, the younger daughter, Sarah, says, I know I was in daddy's heart. Oh, that was the groan effect, you know? But I want to tell you, friend, when Jesus Christ died on that cross and arose from that grave, you were in his heart, friends. We all, the whole world, was in his heart. And here is what is so tragic. Yesterday afternoon in one of my many times coming and going at Baptist Village and we don't have to stop there at the gate but I always wave and speak to whoever's on duty there. 
And there was a car in front of me that he was having to sign in that was just coming for a brief visit. And as that car pulled away, I heard the security guards say, Happy Easter. And as I pulled up, I rolled down the window. He was still outside of the little cubicle there. And I said, He is risen. And he said, Amen. And then as I pulled away, I heard him say, but people don't know it. Oh my goodness. Isn't that a shame in this world that we live in today? As I said, he has risen and this gentleman said, oh yes, but people just don't know it. And that is so heartbreaking. And I think about the study of anthropologists in a remote, in a remote tribe, in a remote part of the world that had not heard the gospel, had not heard the gospel, and when a loved one passes, for days they will chant, where have you gone? Where have you gone? Where have you gone? How heartbreaking that people do not know that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead and it changes everything. Changes everything. I thank God of the testimony of a young family that lost one of the elderly beloved members of the family, and I say lost, that was not a good choice of words, and you will see. And when they sat down to tell the younger children, they used those words and says that, you know, we have lost your uncle. He's gone to be with Jesus. And one of the youngest ones says, well, mother, if you know where he is, he's not lost. Amen. If you know where he is, he is not lost. When dear friend Edwin Pope called me Thursday morning to let me know that his sister Sandra Jacobs had passed, his first words were, she's with Jesus. Isn't that awesome? She's with Jesus. So will Easter ever happen to me? When Jesus Christ walked out of that tomb, Easter, the potential of it, the promise of it, the hope of it, happened for us, for the whole world, and so that we later, by our faith in Him, friend, I'm telling you, can walk out of the tomb, amen? Because of Jesus Christ, we can do that. I like the little phrase that was found on a marker in a cemetery that says, here lies Solomon P. P's not here, just the pod. P shelled out and went to God. Amen. <laughs> P shelled out and went to God. I'm telling you, friend, and I heard this morning, and I don't know how you take this. I listen to these, like I say, these preachers while I'm getting ready, and as I said last Sunday, just desperately looking for a sermon on Sunday morning, you know. Well, Max Lucado, I was a little ahead of the curve today, and he was speaking, and he was speaking of Easter. And he said that as he went to make his final arrangements, he asked the attendants at the cemetery, he says, is there any way that I can put a recording on my tombstone? And they said, yes. Now, I don't know whether this is true or not, but Max is pretty reliable, amen. And so he said, he said, okay. And then he began to say, kind of like what he would say, somebody could come up to his grave marker, punch a button, and, it will, and he will say, <clears throat> Hello, I'm Max Lucado. 
And I'm so glad that you came to see me, but I'm not here. I've gone home. <laughs> Praise God. And then he said, and one day, one day what's left of me, my king is coming back to get me. And you might want to step aside in case he comes while you're standing here. Amen. You might want to just step aside in case he comes while you are standing here. Glory to God. The little fella asked his daddy, will Easter ever happen to me? And my dear friend there at the gate at Baptist Village said, what a shame people don't even know about Easter. And yes, that potential of what happened 2,000 years ago, just as when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he died for our sins, just as he was raised from the dead, he raises us from the dead to life eternal. Easter happened that day. There's a second point to this message, and here's where we will be referencing Romans and the Gospel of John and Corinthians. Easter happens when we invite Jesus into our life. I gave several phrases based upon whatever your understanding is and your spiritual nurturing, but Easter happens when we invite Jesus into our life, same as saying when we get saved or saved, or when we, as Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter three, when we are born again, or we might say when I become or became a Christian. Several passages of scripture, the gospel of John chapter 24, Jesus says, he who hears my word and believes my word shall not pass through the judgment, but they have passed from death into life. I want to tell you, dear friend, until we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are dead in our sins. But when we accept Jesus Christ, when we are born again, when we are saved, when we become a Christian, we have passed from death into life and Easter has happened to us right there. We have been spiritually raised. Romans chapter six, this is where my heart went so to describe what Easter's all about. And this is what I share when we baptize. The apostle Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. And the King James says, God forbid. How shall we who died to sin, died to sin, live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death, Therefore, we are buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. When I have a prescient person who's made their profession of faith in the waters of the baptistry, symbolically what has happened to them within their heart when I place them under the water they are going into the tomb as Christ went into the tomb. And when I raise them from the water, guess what? Easter is happening to them. They are raised by that being born again in that new spirit of Jesus Christ to walk in the newness of life. I said a moment ago, 1 Corinthians 15, in Adam all die, but in Christ all are made alive. 
Luke chapter 15, the prodigal son, when he came home, his father announced to everybody, this my son who was dead is now alive. This my son who was lost is now found. You know, sometimes we have a little accident, maybe a little bit of clumsiness, bump ourselves, stumble. We say, or somebody says, that's going to leave a mark. Well, I want to tell you, friend, when Adam and Eve failed, it left a mark on every one of us. It left a mark on every one of us. And I want to deliberately share this with you. And that is, and that is, there are some people that try to debunk the Word of God by saying that when God told Adam and Eve that if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in that day you shall die, they are literally expecting Adam and Eve to just drop right there. Alan Dershowitz, the famed attorney, even wrote a book about what he called the fables of the book of Genesis. I just cannot believe a man as smart as that did not realize that the day that Adam and Eve failed, and you've heard this before, and I'm going to be very simple with it, they experienced five deaths, friends. They experienced a spiritual death because each day that they had enjoyed the fellowship of God in the cool of the garden in the evening, they are now hiding from God. They are now hiding from God. And I want to tell you that when we accept Jesus Christ, that mark of sin is erased and we can feel good about our relationship with God. They died emotionally. They were ashamed. They not only hid from God, they hid from one another. And I want to tell you, when, when we accept Jesus Christ, we can feel good about ourselves. Easter is happening to us. Sin left a mark on their personal relationships. Oh, that which was so precious between them now became suspicious between Adam and Eve. But I want to tell you, in Jesus Christ, you can love, you can forgive, you can be reconciled. Whether you believe it or not, you can get along with other people. Amen? You can get along with them. You can love them. You can forgive them. This is coming from the death of sin. They lost the quality of life. But I'm telling you, in Jesus Christ, you can live with purpose. And they lost their life. But in Jesus Christ, you can live forever. Will Easter happen to me? It happened when he walked out of that tomb, and it happens when you accept him as your Lord and Savior. Everything in you that is dead comes back to life. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love the phrase in that song that says, when he called my name, I came running out of that grave. Somebody here, somebody by way of radio may realize I am living in a grave. But Jesus has called your name and you can come running out of that into the newness of life. We had a precious experience here a couple of weeks ago Young fella had been to see me, made his profession of faith, was waiting for that moment when he would present himself here before the church. 
And those of you who are in a position to see, you saw, he came running down that aisle. He came running down that aisle. And I had people say to me, wouldn't it be great if every one of us ran down that aisle? Isn't that amazing that every one of us ran down that aisle? I'll always remember we would have these men's conferences at First Baptist Blackshear with Johnny Hunt. And of course, after all of those years, I just knew all the churches, knew all the people in the churches. And I was kind of amazed at one of the conferences that we had, those who were members of the church more energetic than us, okay? We could be a little more energetic, amen? And they were sitting on the back. And I went back there and I said, hey boys, I thought y'all would be down front. And one of them said, oh no, Brother Bill, we like to get a running start for that altar. Oh my goodness, how we need people that will get a running start. My goodness, it's Easter for crying out loud, amen? It's Easter. Will it ever happen to me? Yes, when Jesus came out, Easter became a reality for all of us. When we accept Jesus Christ, Easter happens. And then there's a third, this is the last. Easter will happen again for Christians when Jesus comes back. Amen? I'm sure you've heard this before. A lot of stories I tell. Some old evangelist came through my home church and told them. And that is a new member was being given a tour of his new church. And as they walked around the building, there were signs over each section of the church. And the first one that he noticed was over a door that says, pray without ceasing. And he asked his guide, says, what is this? And he said, that's the prayer room. That's where people gather to pray for the service, pray without ceasing. They walked around and then over another door, he saw a sign that said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And the new member said, what's that? And he said, that's the choir room. That's where they rehearse their music to come out and help lead us in worship. And then they walked around and he saw a sign over an area that says, study to show yourself approved. And he said, what is that? And they said, well, that's our education space. There's where we study and we're discipled and we come more like Jesus. And then out of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he saw a sign over another door that says, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. And he said, what is that? And the man said, that's the nursery. Y'all fail that test. I mean, y'all ain't gonna graduate. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness, that first Corinthians says that this corruption puts on the incorruptible, that the dead in Christ will be raised first and their body will be reunited with their spirit. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter four, we are reminded and we'll be caught up with them, we who remain, and we're gonna be changed into the likeness of Jesus. And I'm telling you, friend, when Jesus comes back, Easter is gonna happen again. We're coming out of the tomb, coming out of death, and we are being changed into that resurrection body 
of Jesus Christ. This touches my heart. I quote to you often, Charles Allen, what an incredible, incredible, heartfelt communicator of the gospel. I remind you that Dr. Allen, and some may have been familiar when he pastored in Atlanta, Grace Methodist Church, very well-known, very beloved, went from there to the largest United Methodist Church in the world at that time, First Methodist in Houston, Texas. And Charles Allen's father was a Methodist preacher, but a three-church circuit in the Methodist Church, not quite First Methodist Houston, Texas. But what a wonderful ministry Charles Allen's father had. And Charles adored his father and told so many wonderful stories. Well, not long after Charles's father passed away, Dr. Allen was at a special convocation recognizing senior ministers of their denomination. And Dr. Allen was on the platform because he would be addressing them and there was a processional of these older ministers. And Dr. Allen was standing on the platform and he was looking at them coming in and it just took him back to his dad and thinking about his dad. And you may think this is kind of out there, but I don't. And that is in his heart, or he could swear that as he looked at that procession, all of a sudden he saw his father in that group of elderly ministers and smiling at Charles and waving at him. What made me think about that is my dad had the brightest, most beautiful, full smile. And I'm telling you, friend, one day, one day, I'm going to see my father wave at me and smile. Amen. Glory to God. And Easter will have happened to me again. Has Easter happened to you? Will it ever happen to me, Daddy? Well, the potential of it did when he walked out of that grave. It will if you will accept Jesus Christ today, and it will when he comes back. And so we sing a hymn of invitation. And you don't have to, but if you come running down this aisle, I'll catch you, friends. I'll catch you. You can come to Jesus. You can come to this church. You can come to this altar. As we stand and sing, will you come? And five in your hymn book.